Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live from the Bill Ford Talk Studio. Boomer and Sison, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning. What a nutso, unexpected, at least for me, so far, wild card, super wild card weekend. Everything I thought was going to happen did not. Everything I wanted to happen did not. We've got two games today because of the moving of the Steelers and the Bills. And the biggest story has to be the absolute no-show from the Dallas Cowboys. I can I never in a million years, even with their history, would I think that they would come out at home and lay that egg. Dak Prescott can't win big games. Mike McCarthy can't win big games. Jerry Jones is going to die. All of these narratives around this team. And they come out and get their asses kicked by a team that nobody thought was any good. I mean, this wasn't even like a heartbreaking loss, 28-27, something like that, or what we saw with the Lions and the Rams last night. This was a full-blown boat race. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, G. Uh, you know, um, I will say that I'm a little bit surprised at a, a few of the things that happened. But, you know, Mike McCarthy has one year left on his contract, and no coach wants to go into the final year of their contract as a lame duck. He's got so, to go. I mean, I mean that's, that's why everybody's talking about, uh, you know, he's got to go. This has got to happen. And by the way, one of his guys on his staff is one of the more popular guys uh, to be interviewed for a head coaching spot somewhere else, and that's Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. And I know that Dak threw an interception for a touchdown, and that's the killer. Joe Flacco threw them, threw two of them. That's a killer. But I mean... Jordan Love just absolutely shredded and obliterated that defense. They could not stop uh, the Packers' offense. So Dan Quinn, the defense coordinator, has got a lot to answer for. And I'm sure I can't wait to hear Michael Parsons, you know, podcast. Oh, yeah. It'd be really interesting to hear that, uh, The you know, either today or tomorrow, whenever that comes out. But, you know, Joe Flacco, the bloom is off the rose. You know, the interceptions came back to haunt him. The interceptions yesterday by Dak. And then you had two young quarterbacks and C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love who basically played perfect games. And neither one attempted more than 21 passes. They were efficient. They were accurate. They were poised. 
They were they were terrific, and that's great. You love to see young quarterbacks come of age, and you know C.J. Stroud a little bit earlier than any of us could have ever expected. And then last night, you had an unbelievable game in Detroit, and that finally was a, a game that was somewhat competitive. And uh, I'll tell you what, Matthew Stafford is a tremendous football player. They just could not get in the end zone in the second half. And, you know, Jared Goff comes out the winner. But, you know, I think that the heavy lifting was really on Matthew Stafford's shoulder. And then one other thing I told Eddie as I was walking in here this morning, Tua cannot handle the cold weather. Just cannot. They have to have home field advantage. If they want to keep him as his quarterback, I would. There's no, there's not a lot of other alternatives out there. They have a great offense that lost to Tennessee, basically derailed their season to have to go into Kansas City and go play in that weather. And you can see that Patrick Mahomes is basically weatherproof. He can play in any sort of conditions with any sort of players. And they finally have a wide receiver that's stepping up in Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Uh, so back to the Cowboys for a second, because I think that's going to be the, the rubble that most people are sifting through today before we have two more games uh, starting at 4.30. And, and I know that there's a lot of fan bases that get very upset about guys that are successful and want them to be fired that we will defend and say, well, look, they've done this, they've done that, they've done this. You can't necessarily just kick a guy out because you can't get it done in the postseason. But what happened yesterday and, and where Jerry Jones is in his life and the way he was talking last night, I mean, I know Mike McCarthy has had three really good regular seasons, but they got to try something different. I mean, that was... I mean, they've won 36 games with Mike McCarthy. I know. I mean, three this years. Is... It reminds me of uh, Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay. They won 36 straight games. I think it was 36 games with Aaron Rodgers and... And Matt LaFleur, and they couldn't, they kind of couldn't get over the hump. Well, yeah, I mean, they made it to a championship game, though, I think. Yeah, they lost at home to Tampa Bay. Right, right, exactly. But they got at least that far where the Dallas Cowboys have not been in a championship game since the mid 90s. I mean, it is, it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, Mike McCarthy and this offense and the way that Dak is playing and being in an MVP conversation for most of this year. Hell, I mean, all second. that is true. By the way, Dak Prescott was second team all pro. Yeah. I mean, and all that is true. So that's when, you know, people will say, well, he's got to go. I mean, it feels right to say that this morning. There has been a lot of success there, but this is, this is as bad of a loss as you could possibly have at home, especially when this team was rolling at home the entire year. You know, they were off a little bit and, you know, you could see in a couple throws and, and even the body language, they were talking about it yesterday on the, you know, on the broadcast. I thought they did a good job. They, they were talking about body language and something was off and Dak wasn't really that sharp. And CD Lamb had that, that look of disgust, like you threw the ball behind me, that kind of crap. Yeah. Juvenile crap is what it is. But uh, I mean, just like they were off offensively. And, you know, the numbers don't really tell the story because, you know, they did fight back late in the game when, you know, Matt LaFleur took uh, the, uh, the pedal, uh, his foot off the pedal, I should say. But those those numbers don't mean anything. I mean, what means something is in the body of the game, they were getting their asses handed to them. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, 27 I mean, to running, nothing. Aaron Jones is running the ball. And Jordan Love, I mean, he made some throws yesterday. And I know they kept comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. And all that. By the way, Green Bay made the right decision. You know, 10 games, with 10 games left in the season, they asked the Green Bay General Manager Brian Gutenkust, what do you think about your quarterback? And he goes, well, we got 10 games to figure this out because they weren't sure, you know, seven games into the season. They weren't sure. And they wanted to see more from him. And this is a team, by the way, that lost back-to-back games to the Giants and the Bucks, for God's sakes. 
They finish on a three-game winning streak in which they beat your Vikings mm-hmm. with Nick Mullins. Yep. They beat the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young, and they beat the and they beat the um, Chicago Bears with um, Justin Fields. The last game to get into the playoffs, something that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do last year against Detroit. And then all of a sudden, Jordan Love comes out here, and he looks like the next great Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and he's had his ups and downs, as you talked about, but he was absolutely spectacular. And I. I mean, you got to give him credit. You can't just put it all on Dallas Cowboys defense not showing up. You, I mean, he's got to be. Some of those throws yesterday. It was incredible. Yes. I mean, I, I remember we were uh, texting. We were on a, a group thread with a Packers fan yesterday, and I, I used the word elite. I said that was an elite throw by that guy. Uh, that I mean, I was I was totally floored and impressed by him. And now you got to think, like, you know, does does Bill Belichick want to go to the Cowboys? Does Jerry Jones want to hand the keys to him? Can Bill Belichick work under Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones? Is that Something that is going to happen now? Uh, does Pete Carroll go there? Does Mike Vrabel go there? What happens, or does he stick with Mike McCarthy? It sounded to me, and I know Jerry's going to have the cuts. We'll hear it during the update. It sounded to me like like Jerry Jones was, was ready to, to do something because he was just flat-out devastated. He well, said it was point. the most disappointing loss in his ownership. Well, like I told you, there he has one year left on his contract. So something has to be done. Either a contract extension has to come, yeah, or you got to fire the guy and go in a different direction. All I know is that you could, you know, it's both. You know, Dak Prescott's just going to get eviscerated today. Yeah, you know that he yep. was eviscerated last night, all over the place. Bad mm-hmm. play, can't win the big game. I, you know, I understand all that, but I will say that when you look at what Dak has done with Mike McCarthy as his offensive coordinator, you can't deny that at least in the regular season. And the fact that they got to the number two seed. But I get, I guess, you know, in this day and age, that doesn't mean anything. All that means uh, something is that you have to win and you have to get over it, especially when you are a heavy favorite mm-hmm. and you're playing at home in, in a building where you are 18 and one in your last 19 games. Yeah. And you had won 18 in a row. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of course. I mean, and just the way things happen. I mean, this is why when we were talking about this on Friday, you know, if the Cowboys lose, that's bad. But if they get blown out, which we don't expect, then Mike McCarthy has to be gone. And I think that's what everybody's saying. I mean, Mike McCarthy was asked about it directly after the game, and it's amazing how he's got this team to where they were and the path that they had, too. They would have had two home games. If they would have won this one, they had another home game. They were playing great at home. You could just see them ramping up and going into, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> going into San Francisco for the NFC Championship game, and then they get their doors blown off. And all eyes are on that franchise now. It is uh, it, it is nuts. It and is the, absolutely nuts. The biggest winner is uh, or are the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Because now yep. they get a home game and they will be playing the winner of tonight's game between the Bucks and the and Eagles. both those teams stink. I mean, how great is that for the Lions, though? I mean, that was some game yesterday. I, I don't know. That, that, was, that was a great game that had all the... Well, markings. finally, because all the other ones over the yeah, weekend the were other terrible. Ones were and I mean, I was looking at the games that you know we picked last week. Yeah. So I, of course, I took the Browns with the minus two and a half. Yeah, so did I. Lost I. that one. Yep. Uh, I did take the Chiefs. I did not. I uh, lost that. Right. So I got that one. Yeah. Um, I got the Bills today. Yep. Same I did here. T- I did take the Cowboys. I, of course, I did too. Yep. I got the Rams plus. It was the Rams were plus three, right? Yes, the yeah that we we both picked them and we yeah, both got, got that, that right. That was the and, only and, one and I got. You right. and I both have the Eagles tonight. I don't have the Eagles. Oh, I have the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bucks. Yeah, I took I took the Bucks. I don't know. I you know it's it's like it's all over the place. <laughs> I mean, it's everything's all over the place. So yesterday you sit there 
and we don't have a game because the game is postponed until today. Because of course, you, do you have a game? You replayed a championship game, right? And we had and we had to stay. We stayed. You know, we did a full on. You know. Pre-game show and everything, and then we had to do some cut-ins during the championship. You have to game. go back today, uh, and have to go back today. That's right. I love it, man. Come I didn't on. even think about that. We're working it's just the now. NFL. That's right. So yeah. I, I have to go back today. We will be on the air at three thirty today. So we have another hour pre-game show. Okay, and then the game starts at four thirty up there in Buffalo. Why don't you just rerun yesterday's? Just do that. We can't do that. Just do no, that. No, we got to rerun up, the whole thing. I, look, you know what? Everybody says, man, oh, you got to work on. You don't understand. It's like this is the best time of the year to be working. Yeah, this, this is like nothing you, else to do. We, you know what? We could not <laughs> wait. We could not wait to come in here this morning because we have all these things to talk about. Yeah, and we have all these job openings. And of course, Gerard Mayo's got the job up in New England. So there's a lot of stuff going on up there in New England. Jim Harbaugh has now got a scheduled uh, appointment with the Los Angeles Chargers. We're all waiting to hear where Bill Belichick is going and whether or not Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. We are. We feel like Atlanta is the place for Bill Belichick because Arthur Blank, who's 81 years old, wants to win. They have a really good team. They need a quarterback. And they basically don't have a general manager, just like the Chargers don't have a general manager right now. So those are the two places where if you do go, you, you probably would have a lot more influence on player movement and things of that nature, which I think Bill Belichick would want. So there, there's a million stories going on right now. And then you think about the Detroit Lions and you think about, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and now today Buffalo and Pittsburgh and the snowstorm. And I think it's still going to be snowing today up in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And if you saw some of the video coming out of Buffalo, you understand why they moved the game. I was disappointed that they moved the game because oh, I didn't have epic. to go, but I wanted to watch it on TV and the craziness. Obviously, if I was someone who had to work that game or play in that game or go to that game, I'd feel differently, but in the uh, friendly confines of my living room, I wanted to watch it, but I still think it's going to be a little bit uh, dicey up there today as well, and everything that I wanted to happen, as I mentioned, did, did not happen. I wanted the Browns to win. I thought the Browns would be a, a great story if they went on a run. They got their asses handed to them. I, I hate the Packers and the Lions because I root for a team in that division. Uh, that's not them. They both won. You better get a quarterback. Oh, there, my man. God. It's just horrendous. You and better then, get, you, your team needs a quarterback. I hate the Chiefs and Taylor Swift and her stupid custom uh, Kelsey jacket. Now, they're moving on. My guy, Mike McDaniel, his team can't do anything in the cold. It can't, the offense doesn't do anything. Oh, just rough. You know just who, rough. You know who made Taylor Swift's jacket, right? Yeah, it's uh, Kyle uh, Juszczyk's wife. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, Brittany, Holmes had, Brittany Mahomes had hers on as well. Oh, did she? Because they're becoming besties. Yeah, just that's a bad look for Taylor Swift. I know you love that. That's a bad look for her. What do you mean? Well, she's the Brittany Mahomes. It's just not. What do you mean? Nobody likes her. That's it's been I mean, documented. She's just a she with the screaming and the pouring, of, you know, the champagne on the fans and the way that she acts and her being best friends with Jackson Mahomes, who we know was a creep. Like all of those, that just Taylor Swift's got to have better company than that. Like I would just, but listen, being being close to the quarterback's wife is important. That's important. Well, they're, they're moving on, so well, that'll yes. still be a thing. So. I mean, ugh, this, so this, now, so far, this football season. Ugh. So now next week, we at CBS, if uh, the Bills win, we'll have Kansas City at Buffalo next Sunday at 630. That'll be a good one. And if the Steelers win, uh, then, of course, we will we uh, will have uh, we'll still have the Buffalo game, but it will be. Who is it? Well, it won't be the Buffalo game because the Steelers would have beaten no, the, yeah, the Bills. No, I'm just trying to think. Who is 
Why am, why am I blanking on this? Okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. You're not helping me. Well, I, how am I supposed to help you? This is your thought. This is your thing. Well, it would you, be... You're bringing up the... Texans. It would be Texans. At the Ravens. At the Ravens. That's right. Okay. Texans. No, no. It would be the Steelers at the Ravens. Yes. It would be the Steelers at the Ravens. Yes. Okay. So there you go. And uh, Steelers-Ravens has got a, a, a ring to it, of course, but I think I'd rather see, and I'm sure CBS would rather see... The Bills and the Chiefs. You want to see Patrick and Josh go. That's what it. you want. And you'd finally, like, if you're Buffalo, if you can win today, you finally say, we finally have Kansas City in our building mm-hmm. for, for a playoff game. Yeah, a little revenge, big-time revenge spot there. That would be a good one. But, I mean, it would be nice to see the Bills play well and then be a team that everybody expects them to be, unlike the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys or the Cleveland Browns, some of these other teams that everybody was rallying around, at least I thought would play well. I, I can't see the Bills... Having a dud today, but I did not see that happening to the Cowboys. They certainly didn't see it happening to the Browns either. So I'm the, I am not touching either of these two games today from a betting standpoint because I have been ice cold, been way off on this stuff. You know, well, you know, way off. Uh, I, I was thinking like what what's interesting about like the Miami Dolphins is I thought their defense played pretty damn good. I mean, all things considered, all, all the injuries, like, yeah, you know, seven guys missing from the team, Ugh. and you got. <laughs> They're blitzing like their asses off in the red zone, and Kansas City really didn't have an answer for it. I was shocked. Mm. I was shocked that like Andy Reid had to know that Vic Fangio was going to be blitzing like he was blitzing, and they just kept Patrick Mahomes back there trying to navigate you know all these guys coming at him. A couple times he runs and smashes his helmet. His helmet breaks. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I'd never seen that before, obviously. I was thinking that back when we played, we used to have a guy on defense that would have a helmet size that you would have. So I think my helmet size was like Tim Crumrise. So he and I would, (laughs) if something happened to one of our helmets, we'd have to give the helmet to the guy on defense. Yeah. But, you know, that was pre the quarterback communication device. Yeah. So, so, right, which is it's so critical now. Right, and his second helmet didn't look like it fit on his head. <laughs> it looked like when Al puts on one of my Terps helmets hit back here. Al, come in here for a second. <laughs> That's what it looked like? I, yeah, maybe, I think one of these helmets back here would fit his head. But take, you want to try the white one this time? Yeah, I, think no. I would hope so. I would think that most helmets would fit Al's head. At least to be able to get it in there because he's got he's got the the tiny. You don't head. need that's fine. You don't have to pull that up. Just, just think I can get this up. there. You think go. You can? Oh yeah. Yeah, nice Is and that, easy. That work. Yeah. Look at that. Let me see. He's got his Buccaneers sweatshirt on today, supporting his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Feels good. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Still hurts, doesn't it? How's that? Still hurts. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Yes, it does. That's a new helmet. <laughs> <laughs> If uh, you're not watching on TV, Boomer smacked Al in the head and is now punching him in the uh, nether region. Welcome back to work, Al. He's fine. He's good. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Boomer GL on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Feels strange for a Monday to have two playoff games on it. And that's what we've got for 30 today on CBS. You've got the Steelers and the Bills, and you get the Monday night game we're all expecting uh, with the Eagles and the Buccaneers. But a lot to sift through from the last couple of days, and Jerry Recco is here to tell oh! us about it. Uh, what is what is up, Jerry? Sorry, sorry Jerry. That's no, I'm good. I didn't play. We're brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You know when uh, we were kids, you would play touch football in the street? Sure. And like nine kids would show up, but we didn't want to have the automatic quarterback. We thought they might favor one side or the other, so we'd play five on four. Yeah. Yes. It seemed like yesterday at one point the Cowboys were playing nine on 11. First and 10 football at the 38 of Dallas. Play action, a bootleg, left, half bootleg, got left, him, now throw, back got the other way, he's got him wide open, down the right yeah, side, Musgrave, ends oh, touchdown, touchdown, Luke Musgrave, in a dagger! Yeah, I mean, that was like, that's a great play, though, that is a great play, and they called it right at the right time, they got right caught, him in, caught him in man coverage, it looked like he had a couple guys in the penalty box. It was like five on three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me about it. I don't know if it was Jordan Lewis. I forget who it was. They showed on the replay. He went with the wrong guy. Yes, exactly. He's running free. Oh, look you at suck. This. So yeah. you, run, you run plays like this because you're going to catch them in man coverage. In other words, you have a pre-snap understanding that this is what they do at this part of the field. And Matt LaFleur made a great play call. Great play call. I mean, he had time to stop and come back to an underthrown ball and then still get in the end zone from 15 yards yep. out. That's how open he was. That was uh, Packers radio with the call. That made it 41-16. If you didn't turn it off at that point, the Packers would score again to go up 48-16, and they would wind up winning 48-32. Um, here was Matt LaFleur. His team was a seven-point underdog. So what? I think there's a little bit of freedom with that in terms of how you go out and play. And, you know, these guys, uh, they went for it. And that's... That's exciting to see. Yep. They went for it, and they got it. Jordan Love made some really good throws in this game. Um, his stats, 272, three touchdowns, didn't make any mistakes, and just doesn't listen to the critics in year one as a starter. Uh, I think it's just noise on the outside. Um, I think that's the way everybody looks at it in the locker room, just outside noise. Um, we're not worried about it. You know, We keep coming out here and uh, you know, showing what we're about. So it's, it's 
all we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, his last 10 games, you know, basically gave the Packers the answer to the question. Is he good enough to lead the team? And his last 10 games of the regular season, plus this playoff game, basically says, yeah, he's the guy. Here was uh, Mike McCarthy. Why was Love so successful on this day? Clearly, the, the best thing they did, uh, in my opinion, coming in was the deep play action game. And then, you know, obviously the, the protection was there. Um, he was able to buy time, extend plays. And, uh, yeah, we just, um, you know, we gave up too many of them. Uh, You're a complete buffoon. <laughs> oh, wow. So, Jerry, you're a big Cowboy fan, voice of the Cowboys, the whole thing. Yes. Your recommendation to Jerry Jones? I would say you move on. Time to move on. I would move on. Would yes. you move on from the quarterback as well as the coach? I like Dak. I wouldn't. I I know. And I know he threw two interceptions yesterday, and the second one was a killer. I ended, But I I like the guy. And tell me who's going to play quarterback then. Like, you know who could coach. There's a lot of guys out yes, there. With, and that's part of this. Yeah. And but who's going to play quarterback is a much bigger question. If you move on from that, it's Dak always Prescott. the hardest thing to do is to figure out. Okay, give me the alternative to who you want as the quarterback. And I don't have one. And I, I like him as quarterback. I do know this is a year where we are chock full of really good coaching candidates. Next year might not be the same. You want Bill Belichick? Yeah, I Belichick. Who do Carol, you want? Who's on Rabel, the top of your Dion, list? Dion. Okay. Those four. Dion. I've said that. Oh, sportsman of the year, man. I have said that forever. Jesus, I think Dion. they would play for yeah, him. Okay. Well, that you're asking me. I gave you my four. All right. I'm not saying he's my first pick, but he would be on the list. Yes, absolutely. Vrabel's, uh, Vrabel's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he's going to get a job right away, and whoever gets him is going to be very lucky. I just wonder if they want to go in that direction. Like, if Bill Belichick wants to coach the Cowboys, then he'll get the job. I just don't. Think. I just. Is he going to want to deal with ownership being that hands on? I will say one thing. They have built a very good team. They have a lot of good players in that team. And, you know, he has a quarterback and he has a wide receiver, something that he hadn't had in, in New England since Tom Brady left. Yeah, that's that picture of Mike McCarthy where I, he looks like the autopilot, the blow-up autopilot from the movie Airplane. Yes. <laughs> it just it gets me every time uh, with the suit and the tie and everything. Here was Dak. Uh, why so bad on this day? Yeah, I mean, frustrated, as you just said, is the, the great word my, for my play. Uh, the way that we came out here and we, we started this game uh, and then just shocked, honestly. Yeah. Your ass sucks. <laughs> this is going to be all Jesus, day. Jesus, Jerry, you got you to gotta calm down. <laughs> I can't go through this the whole day. Here was, we'll talk to Eddie. Here was Jerry Jones. He was asked about Mike McCarthy's future afterwards. And by the way, he looked shell-shocked when he met the media. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? You do not. No Christ, you might as well just dig the hole right now and go lay in it and get the dirt shoveled on top of you. It's wow. over. Right. Right. Is that Jerry Jones you're talking <laughs> <No>. about? <laughs> and he's just or, or, is that, uh, or, or is that Mike McCarthy you're talking no, about? Come on. That's just wow. No. That's Eddie having fun. Uh, there has been a lot of reaction, as you can imagine. Good for the Packers, bad for the Cowboys. One bad for the Cowboys would be Chad Ochocinco on his Nightcap podcast. Well, that was really disappointing. I was excited. I I'm ready for that. The mother get to the goddamn promised land and get all these motherfuckers off his back. God, I mean, y'all forgive me for cursing. Y'all stay with me for a little bit now because I'm upset. <laughs> I find him very funny. 
So, yeah, so there you have it. So the Packers move on. They'll play the 49ers coming up this weekend. Then last night you had Matthew Stafford back, but it was Jared Goff and the Lions that sealed the victory. There's Goff back, looking, looking, throws. It is caught. Hobbit Ross St. Brown, first down. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. Jared Goff delivers against his former team. Now all they have to do is take a knee three times, and this game will be over. (laughs) (laughs) Very excited. Uh, Lions Radio with the call, 24-23. I saw an interesting stat. They said Goff, who was 22 of 27, was 22 for 22 without pressure. And he was 0 for 5 when he went. But 22 for 22 when they didn't... uh, Get anywhere. Right, let me ask you a question. You watch this game. Who would you rather have at quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff? I mean, I know Goff's younger, but I I would take for one game. I'd still take Stafford. Stafford's a man. man. Yeah, he's. I mean, they just couldn't get in the end zone in the second half. They were down there four times. I know, and they just couldn't get down. And you know, they were too predictable, as Chris Collinsworth was talking about last night. I thought they would have a few other plays drawn up that they can maybe, you know, crisscross, mismatch, and it looked like Matthew was kept kept looking for Cooper Cup, you know, down there. Yeah, and they had that third and four that turned into a third and 14 and knocked him out of field goal range, that holding penalty on Hutchinson that I didn't think was a holding penalty, but... None of us did. I mean, that was... uh... That was a killer. That was an absolute killer for them. And they were only down one at that point. And I will say, however, when they needed the first downs there at the end of the game and they were throwing it, Matthew, uh, Jared Goff made the plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you remember they traded uh, for Stafford, the Rams did, because they didn't think they were good enough with Goff. So here was Dan Campbell giving a game ball to Goff after the 24-23 win. Okay, I, I just say it like this. Right? Hey, you're good enough for Detroit, Jared. And so uh, I mean, nuts for him. I mean, they got rid of him and then won the Super Bowl the next year. Yeah, I know. It kind of worked out for the Rams, didn't it? <laughs> and it's still working out for the Rams. <laughs> what was he really talking about? Here's Goff, the support from the fans. Pretty incredible on this night. Yeah, they were they were on their game today. And um, that's not a, a, a no slouch D line over there. And um, anytime 99's on the other side, you got to be on your game. And um, they were today, man. They were they were great and uh, came to play and came to win. Touchdown runs for David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Sam Laporta, who did play, had a touchdown catch in this game. And Amar. Amon Ross St. Brown, seven catches for a buck ten. Here was Sean McVay. What do you take from the season? More than anything, just the appreciation and the gratitude is what, uh, you know, what sticks out to me about this team. And, um, you know, hats off to the Lions for finding a way to be able to get it done. I got nothing but respect for that group. And so now, because the Cowboys lost, Detroit gets another home game coming up this weekend where they will get the winner of tonight's game between Tampa and and Philadelphia, and um, that'll be the second part of the double dip today. First, here's Nick Sirianni uh, on this game in Tampa. Let's get bad ending to the season for sure. Let's get this postseason going. The energy and the uh, juice in this building today of of being here and, and the playoffs again. Uh, we're really excited. I can't. We can't wait. We can't wait to be in this game and uh, you know against a really good opponent. But yeah, well, we shall see. No AJ Brown in this game. Here's Baker Mayfield. The approach from him and his club. For me, it's you know it goes back to how can we just move the chains? You know, staying. You know, when we have our shots, take them, but uh, stay ahead of the chains, especially against a team like this that has a great front. They're aggressive uh, and allows the secondary to play aggressive as well. So I mean, it would be great for him to win and the Browns go home, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's the ultimate indignity, what happened to him in Cleveland. And had to go, you know, obviously to Carolina, then the Rams, and now the Bucks. But he bet on himself, 
and he got his team to the playoffs, and he filled some pretty big shoes, by the way. Yeah, Tom Brady, of course, but they looked really bad offensively in the last game that they played. Against Carolina, and yeah. he's And he hasn't been healthy himself, so it's it'll be a tall order, but the, the Eagles just, I, I mean, I, I got to see them wake up before I can pick them. No A.J. Brown today. Yeah, I know. And by the way, he scrubbed all his uh, you know, social media stuff. I don't know if that means anything to you. Scrubbed all the Eagles stuff off it? I think he scrubbed everything. An everything scrub? Yeah, I think it was an everything scrub. Hmm. All right. On Instagram? Can you check? I can check. So you're, that's... you're good at that. You seem to be very, very good at checking things like that. What uh, was it? Instagram? You said? I think everything. I think all of it's social media. Somebody said he scrubbed it. Scrubbed it? That's the late game. The first game, which is on CBS, is the Steelers and the Bills in Buffalo. It is supposed to eighty percent chance of snow from four to six. Uh, and 25-mile-an-hour winds. So better than it was this weekend, but still not going to be great. Yeah, we go on at 3.30 today. Okay. And the game well, starts for at 4.30. Hour. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, baby. We, we got a lot of stuff to discuss. I, yes, you do. We have right? to discuss, like, just like we're discussing here, we're going to have to redo this again this yes. afternoon, and I'm going to have to deal with Phil and Coach. I understand. Uh, by the way, games on the radio will be on 6.60 a.m. starting at 4 o'clock. Can so I just say this? Yeah, okay. I, I thought that... Uh, the NBC broadcast, even Peacock, okay, uh, those guys did a great job. I thought Coach uh, Jason Garrett was good. I, I think he's outstanding. He I was agree. like, get Tyree Kill involved in the game. You got to get your best player involved in the game. Next series, boom, they get the they got their their player involved. They got the Tyree Kill involved. And Todd Blackledge and No Eagle are great. Mm-hmm. Did a good job. Really good. I mean, like the game is not about those guys when they're doing it. It's about, it's the, about game. the game, right? It's really it's kind of nice. Yeah, I couldn't figure out at first that that was Noah Eagle. I was totally confused. And I'm like, who is this on NBC? Is this Tom Hammond? That's what I thought it was at first. The guy does the horse racing. And then finally they identified themselves. And I was like, wow. I mean, Noah Eagle sounds like he's 50 years old. He does. He's no longer, obviously, no longer a kid, young man, and very good at what he does. And by the way, Ian was doing Westwood 1 for that same game. Yeah, I know his son had the better job. I was, was a little <laughs> confused with that, but I guess, you know, I can't work for NBC, but that's right. He's, he's a CBS guy. guy. What I don't understand is everybody else can work for everybody else. Yeah, why can't I do the NBC game and have Noah do the Westwood One game? Don't have to. And Noah was great. He and Todd were yeah. really good, really good. Kept in by Steiner. In deep hole. Yeah, that was Lafreniere after the goal by Artemi Panarin. Two goals in the first period, stood up. Rangers beat the Capitals 2-1. Sam Rosen on MSG. Peter LaViolette on the goaltending. Igor Shosturkin, 24 saves on 25 shots. I think it was important for Igor to give us a good game, and I thought he did. Again, I thought we I thought we did a better job in front of him than maybe his last start, where we, I don't think we did a very good job. We could have tightened some things up and been which I think better. Uh, yeah, you said that too. I, I did one hundred percent. Yeah. So here, here's the thing: Laviolette gets to coach the All Stars. Congratulations yes. to him. Uh, the the other thing, uh, you know, what, what I'm thinking about this is yesterday. You guys, I don't know if you were watching CBS or not, and the replay of the Bengals and Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game from last year. I had this. This game on the big screen at the CBS studio. Oh, oh, nice. It was awesome. That's great. It was like, great. like you were there. 
Like, yeah. I mean, it was great to watch it on that big screen, man. It was ridiculous. Rangers snap a four-game losing streak with the win. You got the Devils in Boston today. Tonight, the Islanders skate in Minnesota. Knicks play the Magic at 3. The Nets home for the Heat tonight on 101.9 FM at 720. College basketball. Rutgers lost to Michigan State. Car in the lane. Lefty hook no good. Got his own rebound. Put back good in the foul. Michigan State opening it up right now. To a 17-point lead. And that was after That's Rutgers a great was winning by one. That's How about a great him? call. They should, I'll tell you what, they should probably Hire use him. it more often. <laughs> well, oh, have that's to, nice. Don't have to worry about the conflicts anymore with Jerry. <laughs> right. After the Cowboys <laughs> bowed out. By the way, would have had one this morning because they had plane trouble and they don't. I don't think they got in until about midnight. Oh, wow. Oh, the game was at noon yesterday. Wow. Yeah, tough day for uh, Carlin. How about yeah. Maryland? Maryland won. I was going to say, yesterday. beat Illinois. Very good win because in the first half, they didn't look so good. Right. And that second half, they were outstanding. So they upset number 10 Illinois on the road yesterday. Uh, number four, UConn beat Georgetown. St. Peter's beat Manhattan. And you got Columbia at Yale tonight. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about hmm i don't know it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the english language pitchers and catchers we have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Wildcard weekend got started with the Browns getting beat down by the Houston Texans. And when people talk about the Jets and the Giants and the draft and quarterbacks in any particular franchise, and people say, man, it's just such a crapshoot. You don't know. Look at all these quarterbacks that come out and are nothing. And we've seen guys here like Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. And there's guys like in the past like Achilles Smith and Jamarcus Russell and all these names over and over and over again. And why would you tank? Because it's such a crapshoot. And the reason the reason why you do and the reason why you think about this, and this conversation comes up every year, because 
There is a C.J. Stroud out there. And there's probably going to be another one this year. You don't know which one particularly could, could it's going to be. Could be two or three of them. But they're out there. And they change your franchise immediately. And no other position in sports can you completely, in all team sports, may, well, maybe the NBA, but even those guys take a little bit longer to kind of mature, but completely change the trajectory of your franchise from a football and a business standpoint like a guy like that playing quarterback. Who, um, who, uh, who, uh, what about, uh, like Josh Allen? You drafted him. Oh, yeah. Look at what he did for the Buffalo Bills. It took a little, it took a little while because yeah. he was rambunctious and he still is. He still plays on the edge and, uh, but he's built for any sort of weather, much like Patrick Mahomes. You know, the interesting thing about Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes is that they got to sit and they got to watch professionals in front of them. Yeah. You know, Patrick only for a year, Jordan for three years. And, you know, Jordan looks, he throws the ball just like Aaron Rodgers does. I mean, it looks the same off the, you know, and, and everybody does their games. They show you how many times he's up off the ground with both feet off the ground and he's throwing it. He's got such a strong arm that he's got the capability of doing that. But that comes from watching Aaron Rodgers for three years. So, um, you know, well, CJ Stroud didn't watch anybody. He no, went out there and, and did it. I have to say that when you see CJ Stroud on the field, and this is like still drives me crazy about Carolina. I don't know what the hell they were looking at. Physically, physically, C.J. Stroud looks like he belongs. Yeah. When you watch Bryce Young play in Carolina, you're like, this kid should still be in high school or playing behind the best offensive line in college at Alabama because he is not physically ready to play in the NFL. Now, hopefully this offseason, he'll do what Tua Tunga Bailoa did when he you know, kept getting hurt and really worked on his lower body and made sure that he had a strong base and everything else like that. I mean, the physical maturity aspect of C.J. Stroud compared to Bryce Young is like somebody didn't know what they were doing in Carolina. Yeah, and it probably, and at least from what everybody kind of reports without saying it directly, it probably was the owner's influence more than anything uh, that, that led the Carolina Panthers to Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And obviously it is the... The uh, the Panthers loss and the Texans gain as they have this kid who is just as as impressive as a as a rookie quarterback as we've seen in the last number of years. The amazing thing is is the trade that they made with the Browns for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and the just the return that they got on that trade, and they still have the Browns' first round pick this year. And think of it, they're missing Tank Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell is one of their best wide receivers now. Nico Collins has taken over nicely. But they are going to be loaded now for the next four or five years. And they could probably concentrate mainly on defense now. You know, with the draft and, you know, maybe they bring in a couple more offensive linemen to protect C.J. But, I mean, do you see that kid standing in the face? And a couple times he got hit. I think he only got hit like three times in a game. But each time he got hit, he completed the pass. Yeah, it's something we talked about in the middle of the year about some of the coordinators that would be talked about for head coaching jobs. And we mentioned uh, Bobby Slowick and what he was doing with C.J. Stroud. I mean, that those uh, calls are going to be louder and louder and louder the, the longer he hangs yeah, around the postseason and plays like this. I, I worry about stuff like that because these guys are unproven as leaders of men. Can they call plays? Can they design plays? Can they get the best out of a rookie quarterback for sure? But can they stand up in front of a team 
and get your defense to react the way that your young quarterback reacted for you? I those are the questions that I always have, and I and I always ask Coach Cower again, like, what does it take to be a head coach? He goes, you've got to be. 100% a leader of men and you got to be able to separate yourself from that coordinator stuff. You know, when you're a coordinator and you're working with a player, you know, it's completely different than when you're the head coach and you're telling the coordinator that this player is not playing well, we need to do something with him. And it's it's a different kind of communication. So I, I would always be just very, very wary of the I don't know, just the the offensive coordinator that we really don't know too much about. Now, Slowick has been in coaching his entire life. He knows what's going on. He's very organized, I'm probably sure. I just don't know really his his personality, his aura, and does he have the leadership qualities to really truly become a head coach in the NFL? Well, he's going to get the opportunities to get himself in front of people, and that's really going to be the difference. I mean, and this this year that the Texans' offense has had is going to allow him to to sit in front of general managers and owners and teams that are, are looking for their next head coach, and he'll have to prove that in that room. I mean, I, I've never seen an interview with him. I don't know. I just know how this league works, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and if you are a an offensive coordinator that has got a good offense in this league, you're going to get a lot of interviews. It's like Ben Johnson for uh, Detroit. Yep. Same thing. Now, uh, you know, the interesting thing is it's like, I don't know, if David Tepper comes to me and says, hey, you know, here's your five-year, $100 million deal, uh, then I would take it. But if he's like a nickel and dime, I am not going anywhere near that franchise. <laughs> and I know these guys all want to become head coaches. They yeah. all believe that they have the elixir, the answer. Here's the one thing right now that Gerard Mayo's got going for him up in New England because he is the first new head coach that has been named. He now has the ability to go out there and hire any coach he wants. There are about 150 coaches that are available right now. So you could go get the guys that you want. And what's going to be interesting up in New England is I think, you know, they're separating the head coach now from, you know, the GM. There really isn't a GM. And there may not be a GM. Yeah, there's guys that were helping are still hanging around there. So that part of it looks like it's going to stay together. But now Gerard Mayo is going to be able to, you know, put his staff together. It'll be interesting to see if he brings Josh McDaniels back to New England or does Josh McDaniels, if he wants to continue to coach, does he go with wherever Bill Belichick goes next? Well, if I am an owner and I'm talking to Bill Belichick, all the respect in the world to Bill Belichick, but I'm telling him, if you're coming here, Josh McDaniels has to as well because that is the best that your offense has looked. And you you screwed it up with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge that one year. You got too cocky. And Bill O'Brien came in. He couldn't fix the mess. It's got to be with Josh McDaniels. Well, reports out of New England were that Bill O'Brien wanted to blow the whole thing up when he got there. And now Meaning, the, like, like the offense. The, oh, the entire offense. Right. Okay. And the other thing, too, is that came out of New England this week is that Bill Belichick wasn't all that keen on Mac Jones coming out of college. That he allowed his uh, his personnel gurus to make that decision. Of course. That's a little cover your ass spot as you're walking out the door, right? Yeah, well, that's I'm just telling you what's out there. I'm yeah. not saying whether or not it's accurate. I'm just telling you what I've read. That's the yeah, that's interesting. Let's float that out there. I didn't really want this guy who sucked. <laughs> but when he, you <laughs> he know, when they took him to the playoffs that first year, when they took him to the playoffs the first year, Mac Jones, I don't think anybody was saying that then. No, that and that was with Josh McDaniels. That's right. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals Deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.